Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? I don't know how steamy it is, but hot, yeah. My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. Stephen and I just want to share. Uh, yeah, I want to expound on that just quickly because the real man. Good morning and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern time, that is. I want to welcome the studio audience to the show and thank you for tuning in with me today. In the cafe, we're going to be doing some great things and we have some really exciting, motivating and energetic dialogue that's going to take place this morning. I'm so excited about it. Our guest is in the Atlanta area, and it gives me great pleasure to share with you some information that I learned about this gentleman. I want to say that earlier this week I was browsing through my social media, as some of us do. I have a couple of friends that do a little more than others. We know who you are. But at any point, I was browsing through my social media, and I came across this video. And when I listened, uh, when I watched the video and I heard what this gentleman was saying, I, I was just captivated by it. And he spoke um, about single Christians dating. He just so happened to live in the Atlanta area, but he really, really hit a nerve with me in terms of bringing this conversation to the light. And so today I have the pleasure of introducing Mr. E. Dean Cole. He's out of the Atlanta area. And listen, guys, he is the director of men's ministry at Full Gospel Baptist Church Fellowship. Not only is he the director of the men's ministry there, but he is also the co-director for the state of Georgia. So he has really had some experience working with men, and today we're going to be talking about single Christians dating, and his experience is in Atlanta. So good morning and welcome to the Cafe Dean. How are you? I am winning, Soy. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. You are winning. Wow. I've never heard that before. I like that. That is inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> you no. never heard that before, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it gave me chills. You know, I'm good, I'm fine, I'm awesome, I'm blessed. I am winning. <laughs> Say that thing. Yes. Say it. I am yeah. winning. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I believe you. <laughs> look, I believe you because, you know, even when we lose and we win it, depends on how you look at it. Yeah. I like that. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you're winning, Dean. Where where are you winning from? Where you from? Where you from? I'm well. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Born and raised. I am a Grady baby. I have the bump on my head to prove it. <laughs> you got so, the check it's so it. weird. You been a check? Yeah. Been a check? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> it's so weird. You know, every not too many people are from Atlanta. So when I tell them I'm originally from Atlanta, born and raised, they're like, "Oh wow, that's so." It's like I'm an anomaly. 
So, mm. but yes, I am originally from Atlanta, Georgia, and um, you gave me a phenomenal intro. Oh my goodness, I hope I can live up to it. I'm nervous now, <laughs> but um, yeah, I am the um, the co-director for the state of Georgia for All Four Gospel Baptist Church Fellowship Men's Ministries, and I am the director of the Atlanta Metro District. So, I am. Um, pretty versed when it comes to dealing with things that um <clears throat> that deal with men. And that's what my video was about, my perspective as dating as a Christian man in Atlanta. Now before we get into your um your perspective about, about the video, I, I I'm just curious because I'm just everybody that knows me knows I'm just a sucker for powerful men, men who stand up, men who speak up and I, I want to just kind of get some information about your men's ministry, especially that you are the co-director of the state. How is that working for you? How are we looking? Because the stats don't have us looking too good in terms of our men, you know, standing up, doing the right thing. So tell us about your experience as the director of the state of Georgia. How, how are we how are we well, well, that's a um, very good, good question. I definitely want to give a shout-out to Bishop Lionel Ketchens, who is the new state bishop of the um, Full Gospel Baptist Church Fellowship for the state of Georgia. So, Bishop Ketchens, I want to definitely give you honor and respect. Um, bishop Stephen B. Hall, who is my pastor, he was the bishop of um, the state of Georgia, and now he's been elevated to the International Bishop of Family and Marriage. So, <clears throat> I'm excited about working with Bishop Ketchens and my specific direct um, overseer, um, who I am very, very fond of. His name is um, Bishop, well, not Bishop, his name is Pac Overseer, um, Victor um, DeMont Tate. He is actually being installed um, as mm. the overseer. So he took over um, Bishop Ketchen's place as the overseer. So I'm excited about that. So there's a lot of change going on when Bishop Paul S. Morton decided to retire and Bishop Joseph Walker took the reins. Um, Bishop um, Ketchens have been doing a phenomenal job of adding people to our Reformation like you mentioned, powerful mm. pastors and powerful men. And so <clears throat> the Full Gospel Baptist Church Fellowship, what it is, is not a different religion. It's not a different denomination. It's a reformation or a reform. Yeah. If I can wow. explain it, it's like a fraternity. It's like a fraternity. Wow. Like, for instance, if you have the Kappas or you have the Sigmas or you have the um, the Omegas, you might have a gang of attorneys, and they're all Omegas. So when they get together, they're the bros. Or when you have mm. um, a gang of doctors that are sigmas, they're doctors individually, but when they get together, then they're, they're um, five beta sigma, they're blue. Mm. Or when you get a kappas all together, you might have a gang of kappas that might be entrepreneurs, but when you get them together, then they're the noops. So <laughs> that's how it is with um, Full Gospel Baptist Church Fellowship. We're all individual churches, and when we get together, we join a big reformation. And so I'm over all of the men's ministries for this Atlanta Metro District, and I co-direct for the state. Does that make sense? That makes sense. I, I got it. I don't know if the audience got it, but, you know, they can play it back and listen to it later. And, okay. and, and hopefully they, they catch up with us. What does what that, that population look like uh, for the state? How, how many members are you guys um, currently holding? I can't. I don't. Don't give me the line. I don't know. <laughs> but okay. Um, okay. the amount of churches that we have in our reformation. Yes, I was going to say the amount of churches that we have in our Reformation. Um, we have about 75 churches in our Reformation. But in those wow. churches, you might have some like, yeah, mm-hmm. So, um, but in, the, in that church, you might have some like um, Overseer O'Neill, 
um, which is a phenomenal overseer. Um, he is um, in the southern area. He's in the um, South Atlanta area, and he has mm-hmm. within himself probably four or five hundred men at his church alone. Then you have other wow. uh, bishops or other pastors like um, Bishop um, William Murphy, who is the international bishop of um, of praise and worship, and he's in the Atlanta metro district, and he has solid about 350 good, solid, strong men that I love working with on a regular basis. So um, each individual church. So when you ask what the population looks like, I can't quantitatively wow. express that. Oh, you did. You did. I, I had a visual of what it looks like, you, and you did a great job. You did a great job. And, okay. and, it's, and it's really good to hear that, that, that you know, organizations um, are coming together to, to do things for, for the sake of men. Now, here is the question that's going to lead into our conversation, Dean. I asked you what did the population look like of men there. So let's 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 zoom in at the population of single men. Do you guys have anything going on that will support single men dating? That's that's a very good question. We're in the process of um finalizing a lot of those things. I've been working with Bishop um Ketchens um, and his first assistant, Figlin, as well as I've been working with um, um, Overseer Tate to finalize a lot of things. Uh, Our calendar was full last year with the International Conference and um, Mm. so far with the new installation of Bishop um, of Ketchens and the new installation of Overseer Tate, there's a lot of um, programs we have going on. So they've given me a lot of green lights for some projects I'm excited Mm. about. And one of the things that I am – I am excited about is something specifically um, that deals towards the issues of that single man in the body of Christ, specifically Mm -hmm. in full gospel, but more importantly in the body of Christ, because it transcends um, the issues that we have transcends a particular religion, a particular denomination or reformation or organization. It's just in general, single men. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I know that I know that, that being single uh, and dating is is difficult enough, but you know, anytime we put our mind and our heart and our souls into trying to do something or live a certain way, all kind of things and distractions kind of jump out there and kind of get in the way to confuse you, uh, derail you, uh, sabotage your plan. So we're going to talk about some of those common issues that people struggle with as they are single and dating. But one is the perception that people who are married believe that being single is better. You shared that in your video. <laughs> Tell us about did. that perception. What will people say? Stay single. <laughs> you share that with the audience so they can hear that. I thought that's pretty funny. Well, um, I think, I think, well, I can only speak from my perspective. And one thing I love to say is I am not an expert by any stretch of the imagination. Mm -hmm. I am just based on my experience and based on my, um, my, my um, outlook on life is based on my experiences and my circumstances and the people whom I know and who I know. And so I said all of that to say that seeing what I've seen and knowing what I know a lot of times, um, a lot of times, you know, like the way that the video starts is that, you know, I'm out. I went out celebrating my oldest brother's birthday. And um, mm-hmm. this young lady came up to me, and she was like, oh, you know, where's your boo at? And I was like, oh, well, I don't have a boo. You know, I'm on the market. I'm looking. I'm dating. <laughs> and um, then her, her female friend 
says, oh, well, well, do you, boo? You know, I'm married, so enjoy being single, you know, do you, because when you get married, it's different. And um, a lot of times, not all the times, but a lot of times, even in the body of Christ, us as Christians, we give marriage a bad rap, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And the reason why, Mm -hmm. in my perspective, is because we weren't good singles in the beginning. Because when you get married and you say the words I do, it's not a magic word like open sesame or abracadabra. I do mm-hmm. does not change any particular um, negative behavior that you have. It doesn't change your mindset. Saying I do does not make someone committed if they're not. It doesn't make somebody um, submissive if they're not. It doesn't make somebody a leader if they're not. So just because you say I do does not finish things. It actually starts a completely different chapter of your life. And people are under um, prepared for that. That's some of the stuff that I talk about in the video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when when people say to you that um, stay single or um, enjoy being single, why, why do you think they say things like that? Well, I think sometimes because <clears> – <throat> A lot of times they say stuff like, oh, well, you don't have anybody to answer to or you have the freedom. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's also um, associated with not having kids. Um, A lot of times when people think of marriage, they instantly think of having children. But um, I understand and I know and I am a single father. (laughs) So you can be single and still have the responsibilities of kids and um, or a child or children, you know, so on and so forth. So the stigma a lot of times is, oh, be single, enjoy being single. You know, you don't have anybody to answer to. You don't have kids. And also, too, you get to have as many sexual partners as you want. You don't have to just deal with one person or deal with one other person's sex drive. You get to experience multiple people's sex drive. And I um, talk about that, too. A lot of times when people say enjoy being single, from my perspective, advice for a man, it means to, quote, unquote, sow your royal oats, experience life. But if you are trying to live right as a man of God, or even just as a Christian, or just even as a whole man, you don't want to be screwing everybody just because you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely not not the the definition of, of man. But I, I want to go back, before we get this, I want to go back and touch on something that, that, that you said when you said, I do. And I, I, I thought about that, and, and what came to my mind is that when people say, I, I do, when you write at that moment, you're at the altar, you're making this open pledge, you are in the moment. You know, so when you say, mm-hmm. I do, I do, I take, I take, it's, it's in the moment. And then it transcends into I will because, it, it, like you said, it is something that you have to develop. You have to prepare yourself for. And, and, and it's, uh, I, I guess it's a declarational promise to walk in a certain way so that, so that you honor when the moment you said, I do, I, I do, I do, I do. But I'm glad. I'm glad that you admitted that you're not an expert because this is not a, a show for experts. This is real talk with real people, and we talk about our, mm-hmm. our real life, life experiences. So I'm glad you you said that. But but we we all know, but we all are experts in, in our own life pattern. And and I think that speaking of life pattern, when you are single, um, the from other people who are not, the perception is you have this this sense of freedom to do whatever. And and really, when when you are single, I, I think that's when the most work is done on yourself, or it should be. You know, that, that's mm-hmm, really not something to be selfish about you, you know, without the responsibilities of, of checking in with, with, with someone else. And when you really get caught up into in doing that, it, it it can be hard to break out of your pattern. 
Remember how people would say, oh, they're set in their ways. You know, when you've been single for a long time, you have developed a way of just doing you. And and when mm-hmm. you have to do someone else and incorporate them, it, it, it's kind of difficult. And I think that if we really, really take that single time to really focus on who we are, I think because that's the biggest problem I have with men, you know, and, and it surprises me that as older as they get, I'm surprised that they don't. They haven't figured out being like why they're here. What's your purpose? What do you want to do in life? Where are you going? You know, it's really I'm slower every time I meet someone north of forty, and they don't know why they're on this earth or who they are. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, what, that can be tough. Yeah, what have you been doing with your single time? So, so talking about the responsibility of, of sexual. You know, being you know just just really exercising um, responsibility, you know, with with your sexual partners and things like that. What do you honestly believe that most men who are Christians and quote unquote trying to do the right thing are really uh, you know that's kind of rare, right? Well, not necessarily. I mean, sex is a is a private thing, and you know, people look at somebody and will assume something about someone. And um, it's very <clears throat> interesting because one of my best friends, one of my best friends, um, he is a um, very, very, very um, successful attorney. And he mm-hmm. is climbing the ranks in Atlanta. He was actually just on Channel 2 News doing an interview not too long ago. And he is um, smart, sharp, handsome, successful, owned his own practice. And he was asking it for years. And um, I admit, I am new to becoming to being abstinent. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, I am, even though I have the positions that I have in ministry and I've been in ministry for quite some time, you know, I have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God like everybody has. But mm. the, um, the fact remains is that we don't continue in sin. You know, the Bible says you don't continue in sin that grace may abound. And so my homeboy was somebody I used to go to. I'm like, man, I need help. Help me with this. You know, give me practical, wise advice and sound advice. And so when you look at men, <clears throat> you'll be surprised the ones that are. And same thing with women, too. I find when I tell a woman I'm abstinent, it makes her want me more. It's so weird. Mm. It's like if I don't uh, if I don't become sexually aggressive towards her, she then becomes sexually aggressive towards me because of her, her state of normalcy. If you have someone who's... Um, who is um, used to a particular condition in life, they will do things, whether it's conscious or subconscious, to create mm. that sense of normalcy. So if there is a, always a sexual tension or sexual frustration that is in the dichotomy of their relationship and they come across someone who is abstinent or, or um, celibate, they're going to um, create that just because of that, of that habit. And so I said all of that to say that um, I have friends of mine, you know, they've gone through seasons of being abstinent. Um, I have several friends of mine that are very successful, what you would consider very handsome, very um, eligible bachelors that were abstinent in their walk because they were serious about the things of God. Now, that doesn't mean that somebody who is serious about the things of God um, <clears throat> or somebody who um, is struggling with um, fornication or lust doesn't mean that they're not serious about the things of God. It means that that issue has them instead of them having that issue. And that's what we all have to deal with. You know, the Bible says that um, Paul talks about there was a thorn that was in his flesh. So we always mm. have something that we have to deal with. But sometimes we have seasons where that thing deal with us versus us dealing with that thing. 
what what kind of what kind of steps outside of um connecting with with your friend and reaching out for support which is really a good thing and 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 I hope that other men who are struggling with that or just Christians generally but it seems like it's more harder for men to do than women to remain abstinent but it's becoming more more conversational that that people are talking about it so Outside of you know talking to your friend, and even when you talk to him, what kind of things did he advise you to do to help you stay on that wall? Well, that's a very good question. Um, the first thing is one thing about me is I'm 100% real, 100% transparent. I keep it 100. That's just how I am. So the first thing is that you have to want it. A lot of people say they want it, but they really don't. What really determines if you want it or not is when that um, temptation comes. <clears throat> the thing that the Bible says about fornication is it says to flee fornication. And so a lot of times we try to play around with it. You know, we'll stay a little longer. We'll kiss a little bit, touch on a little thigh. You know, and when we know we're at the point of compromise, we'll try to pro- prolong it. But you have to set up actual boundaries. You have to set up um, guidelines and parameters. First thing is, you know, you have to be with somebody who's on the same um, mindset that you are on, someone who is like-minded. You know, the Bible says, how can two walk together except they agree? Same thing with abstinence. How can two people be abstinent unless they agree? So that means that if she's feeling some kind of way and I'm feeling some kind of way, she has to be able to be committed to verbalizing, saying, hey, Dean, I need you to leave right now. I'm wanting you. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa. I got to be like, you know what, babe, I need to not come over right now because I'm feeling some kind of way. And so if you're mm-hmm. real and honest about it, and if it's something that you really want, you can't play around with it. But the, the problem is sometimes we say we want it, but we really don't. But when people hear it, they think we want it. And when we fall, we make we make it look bad. And so some people say, oh, I want it, but they really don't. And when their testimony comes out that they didn't, then it, it um, continues with that same cycle like you said oh a lot of men have sex or a lot of men aren't really abstinent or i was talking to this young lady the other day under one of my videos and she was like one of my homegirls went out with these single men and they tried to sleep with her they ain't they ain't christian and i was like no baby they are christian they just are human like you just because you say that you live for christ doesn't mean instantly you're made perfect Mm -hmm. and that's not how it works yeah Definitely, definitely, the development takes place. What and so the first thing you, you you mentioned that a person would need to do is to want it and 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 make sure that their boundaries set in place. What's what's the second thing you did to help you stay on the wall? So the second thing was I wanted it. I said, you know what, I really want to be abstinent. I, and the reason why I did it, um, to be honest, was it wasn't because I didn't want to make God feel bad or I didn't want to um, hurt God. The reason why I wanted it is because I wanted to have a successful relationship, and I kept being in these relationships, and I was allowing my flesh and my um, emotions to rule my decision-making. And so I said, you know what, i got to take the power away from that. So that's why I did it. You know, God loves us. You know, God knows we sin. I didn't do it because I didn't become abstinent because God wanted me to. I did it because I wanted to. The second thing is that, um, like I said, you have to set up boundaries. You know, now I only date a certain type of woman. I can't be around every woman. You know, Drake has this song. <laughs> he says that I can't meet you in the lobby because I'm not just anybody. That's just how it should be, period. Um, we have to know where we're going in life, and we have to spend our time with people that line up with that. And that takes time to do. So I was off the market for a little bit, um, and I – um, wanted to try to start to 
find out the type of woman that it is that I, I go after. And I mean some of the baddest, finest chicks, oh, my goodness, that mm. I would see, but I would not go after them because I knew that it was an issue when it came down to um, um, long-term relationship. And so that, 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 that takes discipline within itself, too. You know, you have to be okay with yourself to be by yourself <clears throat> so you don't have to entertain the company of someone else. And um, so that, that second thing or the third thing that I did was I started only trying to date women who I felt I could be successfully abstinent with. And, well, wait um, a minute, Dan. Wait, wait. You, 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 you mm-hmm. just confused me now. So now I, I, I'm okay. visualizing that, okay, you're out, you, you see some women. Generally, we build the attraction based on our observation, right? That's me how it starts, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you said the baddest women, so you have already physically attracted to her. So you yeah. you don't approach her because why? You feel that she would, because you're so attracted to her that you won't be able to, or you'd be challenged but would, would remain in abstinence? No, no, let me explain what I mean by that. Okay. That's a yeah, very good yeah. question. Yeah. So say, for instance, if I'm out at a lounge or I'm out at a coffee yeah. shop and okay. I see a young lady and we catch eyes, we exchange our information, and we meet um, or we talk, that's not dating. That's getting to know. Okay. So okay. after I get to know her and I see where her mindset is and after mm-hmm. I begin to get to know her, I say, you know what, I think it's better off that we be friends. That's not dating someone, you know, so you get to know okay. a person and you might be attracted to them, but it doesn't mean that you allow them into your space to date them. Okay. 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 So that's okay. what I mean. So okay. does that make sense? It, perfect. Per, perfect sense. Yeah. I, I'm following okay. you now. And so you, you would, so after, okay. so now is this a conversation that you would have right up front that, you know, after your name, who you are, what about yourself, you, you say this before it goes any further about kind of, Remain. Is that important to say that you are trying well, to be absent well, no, or okay? Well, this is what I. This is this is like I said. This is my opinion based on what I believe. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the Bible says, um, "Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion have like with darkness." But the thing about that is, <laughs> the Bible doesn't say that you can still be unequally yoked with a believer too. So what happens mm-hmm. is that I'll, I'll walk you through the process. So I'll meet a young lady. She's fine. I'm handsome. I smell good. She smells good. She's smiling. I'm smiling. Okay, cool. I got your number. I got your Facebook. I got your Instagram, your Snapchat, whatever we choose to communicate on. So now we're communicating. I'm getting to know this person. We're having phone conversations, Snapchats, or messages. And in that messages, that's when you start to discover who that person is. So before I decide to spend another moment with them or become vulnerable and allow them into my dating space, then I get to know them and say, hey, you know, you're a Christian. How long you been saved? Really? Okay, cool. What are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts on that? that those type of things, you know, those type of questions before you end up allowing yourself to become vulnerable and uh, date a person because dating a person is different from getting to know a person and getting to know a person is different from dating and dating is different from a relationship and a relationship is different from engagement and engagement is different from marriage. There are different phases when it comes to um, companionship. You know, I'm I'm so glad you pointed that out because there is definitely a, a disconnect and people recognizing where they are in their, um, 
in their in their relationship aspect of you know meet, meeting someone, often people are really really misled and and, and it's misunderstood, and then that's where the miscommunication comes from, and that's where the that's when it becomes a, a disaster when two people are not on the same page as to where they are. Sometimes it's a I believe it's a lack of communication, and sometimes that's it's full blown out deceit. You know, Deception. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, definitely, 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 and that's another show. Y'all keep y'all y'all listen out for the Deception show. Uh, yeah, we got <laughs> a, a really good show coming out. Where to do? We talking about Deception, and uh, we're gonna call it the Monkey Bar. So y'all, yeah, y'all, y'all listen out for that. It's coming up pretty soon, pretty soon. But 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 back to the the recognizing the stages in a relationship. That's that that's really important, and those boundaries I, I think they could help save uh, women, you know, mostly from just kind of being misled and misguided, just kind of recognizing where you are, don't you think? Yeah, I agree. Um, it's it's important to have um, thought-provoking conversation. It's important mm-hmm. to be transparent. It's important to be upfront and honest, you know, about your situation. Like if you got a boyfriend, you know, say you got a boo. Um, I've discovered that a lot of times women will be in a relationship that they know they're going to end March 8th, 2016, and looking for the <laughs> replacement now. <laughs> so they know in their mind, I'm going to break up with this dude, so let me find somebody else. And so that if that's where you are, you have to be able to say that. But a lot of times they'll say, oh, I'm single, or they'll say, oh, I'm, I'm looking. Same thing. Um, if, if, you are, if you are staying with a woman, you're a man, and you know you're living with a woman, and you say, oh, that's just my roommate, or you say, oh, I stay with somebody, and the reason why you're with her is because you're trying to get up out of that. You have to be able to um, express that and be honest. And this is the cool thing about it. When you're honest and you're free and you tell people the situation, then you give them the, the ability to decide. And you'll be surprised the amount of people that will decide to stay because they understand. But don't don't lie. You don't. You can't have uh, a tall building with a shaky foundation. You got to make sure that you set the foundation right from the get go. Mm. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. I I I feel that some people who are who are listening, especially men or you know, single Christians who are listening, can definitely benefit from some of the things that you say. Even though you're you're not an expert, and we recognize that. But just being able to just talk about your experiences and what was successful to you. Tell me what some challenges that you dealt with when you were trying to stay in this walk and be successfully at being a Christian dater. What's the challenge you Well, um, well, it's a, it's a continuous thing. I still deal with it. <laughs> so it's not like I have arrived. You know, okay. the battlefield is prepared every single morning when I wake up. Ain't no telling what's in my inbox <laughs> or what pictures or videos in there. I'm just going to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm But um, But um, the thing that I've um, dealt with, um, to add to the scenario is I am divorced. I'm a divorcee is the technical term of it. Um, I have a daughter. She's seven years old. She is my heart. She is the air I breathe. But that was, but she was um, the best result of my my marriage. And um, I end up marrying a great woman at a bad time. And I'll leave it at that. And um, so I say all of that to say that <clears throat> if I can be very honest and transparent. The issues that I deal with as I'm trying to work, walk out being a successful um, single Christian is compromise. Sometimes I'm like, man, I see these people, they're in relationships, and they, 
you know, you know, doing whatever. Sometimes you want to have just that companion. You know, I did another um, follow-up video on the other one talking about it's boo season and how, or it's cuffing season. <laughs> and so we'll end up choosing to be with somebody just because, you know, it's cold outside. And that's, that's very real. You know, in your thirties, you don't want to be outside by yourself. You know, you want them Netflix um, nights and them home cooked meals. You want something, you know, warm to hold it on to. And so being a single person that's trying to live right, you know, I, I would, before, or even to be honest, I would entertain somebody who wasn't the best um, intellectually or who had, didn't have the best attitude just so I could have somebody to hang with. But when I made the decision that I'm going to do this thing for real, like, and I had to say, okay, I'm not going to lower my standards or lower my quality of person. Um, so that, you know, compromise and say, man, I'm tired of doing this. Or even the sexual frustration, like, man, this is too much I can't deal with. I just need to go ahead and start all over again. That's a very real thing, too. You know, you have to have the desire more than you have the distraction. If the desire um, to be successful is more powerful than the distraction that's distracting you, that's the only way that you're going to get to your destination. You know, I had to get a little preachy and use my alliteration right there. (laughs) But um, seriously, though, um, when your desire to be free is a lot more apparent than that distraction is trying to get you. So I I deal with that. Um, What's what's the other things I deal with? Getting frustrated, going out on dates, and then saying, oh, okay, you know, I just went out with her one time and going out with her again. And to have the commitment to say that, you know, to be like, dang, I, I was trying to hopefully that it would work. Um, you know, Maya Angelou said it, and um, Tyler Perry revitalized the phrase, but I think the best thing I ever heard is when somebody shows you who they are, you believe them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so when you're dating someone or you're getting to know someone, even before you're dating them, but when you're getting to know somebody, if you know it ain't going to work, you have to be man enough or woman enough to say, you know what, this isn't going to work. I'd rather be happy by myself than miserable alone. And the reality is if you compromise on who you are and you end up doing something you, you hate, when the, when the excitement of the sin wears off, you're going to end up regretting it and you're going to be unhappy with yourself. That's just real. That's something that I've mm. had to discover mm. multiple times. I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to compromise and always feels good, but then when it don't feel good no more and now it's normal to you, you have to deal with the consequences of your actions. You know, um, T.D. Jake says something, and I love it. He says you got to be careful of what you do because you're going to have to live with what you did. Mm. Yeah, I, so. I, I, I like the phrase you just said. You said when the excitement of the sin wears out, wears off, you're left with what? What are you left with? You're left with the the um, you're left with the regret of what you did. Oh, the regret! Wow. Because the Bible says sin is pleasurable for a season. You know, that's the thing that preaches me to be, like, honest and be like, you know, I liked it when I was screwing around with four and five different women. Or I liked it when I was smoking weed. Or I liked it when I was getting high. Or I liked it when Mm -hmm. I was getting drunk. I liked it when I was stealing. You know, I liked it when I was lying. I liked it when I was in an adulterous relationship and my wife didn't know. Or I liked it when I was in an adulterous relationship and my husband didn't know. People have to be honest because Mm -hmm. that's the only way people can say, I want to be free, because they liked it, too. But the Bible says that sin is pleasurable but for a season. And so the problem is a lot of times people think Christians are fake because they're like, you knew you liked that, but they don't say I liked it because it makes them feel uh, – it makes them look weak. But the real strength is saying I liked it, but I wanted to be better than it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, that's yeah. the reality of how it goes. Wow. Wow. I I I I want you to tell me as a 
director and co-director of of, 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 of men of the men's ministry, I'm sure you really have some close and intimate conversations with with men. And and I want to know what what do you say to these men who come to you when they're struggling with trying to kind of get on the right path and 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 and, and do the right thing? And they may clearly be in a situation where. Um, you may say that even though you're not an expert, we're not. But sometimes we hear a situation, we hear a scenario, we see a story, or, or we can paint the picture that this is clearly not working. Do Do you honestly say that to them? Yes, yeah. you have to be one hundred. In order to be effective in ministry, you have to be one hundred percent honest. And like I was actually not too long ago, was on the phone with a with a young man till three o'clock in the morning. Um, and he and I was going back and forth because he was struggling with trying to get free from pornography. And I had to tell him, I said, look, if you're serious and you really want to be free, I am here for you. But if you're just playing around and you want somebody to placate you or you want someone to console you, then I'm not going to waste my time. So the first thing is whenever you're in, in a, on a, when you, whenever you want to get to a particular destination, whether you're in the mall or you're looking at a map or even GPS, it says, finding your current location. You've got to see where you are. You have to be honest with where you are. And then you have to say, okay, this is where I am, and this is where I want to be. And then if you really want to be there, then you have to put forth the effort to do it. Um, there's a methodology that I believe in is that you can change anything in your life in 90 days. You can change your physical body. You can change your mental um, prowess. You can change your financial situation, your driving situation, living situation. You can change anything about yourself in 90 days. If you live life on purpose and if you're not a wandering generality, but if every single day you are a meaningful specific, you're doing something specific towards your goal, it will change. So the first thing that I do is I ask them, are you serious or are you just playing around? Like are you really wanting to be free mm -hmm. from this? Or are you really wanting to stand up for this? And if they are, that's when we start to put together a, a real actual plan. And the plan is very, very, very little spiritual and 90% practical, specific things that they can do in their everyday life. That's how men, we learn. Some of the biggest churches that have the biggest men population teach on specificity and practicality in life, not on spiritual hoop, hoopla and spiritual movements. That's not how men wow. react. Wow, wow. You, you, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Then you know what? I, I think that that is why men walk away from the churches so quickly that is because right. of that. That's why. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. They, they, yeah, because they're, they're, yeah, yeah, they, they don't relate, and, and they're not like women. And they walk away, you know, this is fake church, you know, and they really can't can't connect, and they feel that their issues are not being resolved and, and, and not being solved with the spiritual hoopla and the verbiage that really don't account to being practical or being something that they can relate to. So mm -hmm. that, I, I just had an aha moment. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I have a, a question here um, from someone in the audience. And listen, if if you guys have questions or you want to get on the air or share some comments about single Christians and dating, uh, there are no experts here, but if you have something you want to share, press one so that we can get your comments on the air. But I have, um, we got a couple of likes on the show, which is good, good. Keep posting that. Keep liking it. But there's a question for for you, Dean, someone wants to get your contact information as to where they can get in touch with you. So is there a website or social media or anything you want to share where people can, can reach out to you in the church? Yes. My um, business email address is deancoleinternational.com. 
um, you can reach me there. Um, I have I do business consulting. That's my um, <laughs> I could, that is what I do um, for business. Um, DinkoInternational.com, <clears throat> or you can um, find me on um, social media. With Facebook is um, Edine Cole. Um, you can find me on Twitter. Eating Cole, you can find me on Instagram. Eating Cole, you can find me on Snapchat. Eating Cole. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> if you want to get in contact with me, um, Soy has um, she linked me to the show, and you can send me a message there. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, and 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 if you're enjoying this, is working for you, or you have comments, um, please uh, post them on the Facebook page or on on the website, and also 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 pushing. The app, Coffee Talk with Soy. So do download the app and you can share your comments there. And, you know, one of the great things about the app is that uh, to support uh, uh, no text while driving, the app has voice notes. So if you are listening to the show and you have a comment that you want to share, I don't want you to try and text it. You can just press voice notes and speak into it, and we'll get your comments so we can play them or share them on the air. That's so cool. That's really cool, right? Yes, that is pretty cool. You know what? I I apologize. I gave the wrong um, web address. My web address is deancoleintl.com. I apologize. It's deancoleintl. My business is called Dean Cole International, excuse me. But the web address is deancoleintl.com. I-N-T-L. Okay, awesome. We'll, we'll, We'll post that as well. So, Dayton, so back to um, talking about the uh, single Christians and, and, and their challenges, what can one expect the benefit to be? You know, because sometimes, you know, you, you mentioned that people are in the, they're caught up in the fact that it feels good. It's a sense of normalcy for them. And and so mm-hmm. when you begin to talk with them about, well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that you, you're not trying to force them to convert. It's something that that, that you kind of got to want to do, right? First of all, let me just clear that up, right? right? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's true. So you want to – okay, and generally you feel convicted. Most times you just get to a place that – right, like you said, sin wears off. You get to a place that I'm not enjoying this anymore as as much as I used to. But some some of us are afraid to do something different. And so if Mm -hmm. if you have that person who – who you're speaking with, and they're at the threshold of knowing that it just doesn't feel right, I don't want to do it, but I don't know what else to do, how do you share with them the benefits of, 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 of putting it behind them, the benefits of overcoming that? What what has been your benefit? All right, so let me make sure I understand you. So you're saying if somebody's at the point to where they don't feel like they can change or they're saying it's too late, I cannot change, is that right? Yeah, and, 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 you know, sometimes you're looking at the pros and the cons and you're weighing it out, and you're like, yeah, I've been doing this, and, and, and I'm really not enjoying it, but what, what's the benefit of crossing over? Why would I stop? Why, why would okay. I want to? What is it for me to look forward to? You know? Okay. All right. I'm thinking okay, as a younger you. person. Yeah. As a younger person? Okay. Well, as a younger person. The, from a younger person's perspective, the reality is if you are a young man, um, and you are saying, well, you know what, I'm, I got two or three different chicks I'm dealing with, you know, it feels good or whatever. What's going to happen is that um, <laughs> it really is a false sense of masculinity. It's not true masculinity. And um, it, the thing is that it is pleasure before season, and we don't know when that season is going to change. It's not like summer, winter, spring, or fall. And when it hits you, it's going to hit you. And um, 
the best thing about it is that you want to live a lifestyle where you are free, you are happy, and you're successful, and you're prosperous. And oftentimes, you see a little bit of success, but it's stumbled by something. Like you can get so far, and it gets cut off. And the reason why is because that is the that's what you're reaping from the from what you're sowing. The Bible says mm-hmm. that um that so whatsoever man soweth that shall he also reap. It doesn't matter if you want to reap it or not, you will. And that's the thing mm-hmm. about it. If you you will, whether you want to or not. And so a lot of times the way that reaping looks like is having two or three baby mamas. And now the rest of your life is miserable because now you done got three women pregnant and now they're competing for your heart and none of them have your heart because you never wanted to give them your heart anyway. Your kids might have your heart but they don't. So now your life is miserable because of it. So I'm talking to somebody that's younger. You might have two or three baby mamas, or you might end up catching a disease that you can't get rid of. And it's not always age. You can catch herpes, you know, and sometimes you can sleep with somebody and they have no sign of it whatsoever. You can get it anyway. Another one is depression. When you end up sleeping with somebody, you're creating a soul tie, whether you like it or not. So when you're sleeping with somebody, now your soul and your spirit is open up to the issues that they deal with. So a lot of times people are manic depressive. One of the number one issues that men deal with is depression. Mm-hmm. That's the number one thing that's killing us as men. Suicide in men are a lot more than they are in women. The reason why most men smoke so much weed and drink so much mm-hmm. is because they are self-medicating the issues that are, they really have. And they don't know why. Because you don't slept around with seven or eight or uh, um, ten different chicks in one month let alone your entire life. And so now your spirit is just so tormented. You know, um, that's the reasons why, you know, we have to figure out. So we're looking at it, oh, oh, I just had sex with this woman for 30 minutes or 15 minutes, and you don't see the type of ramifications that's happening for the rest of your life. Look at your life and see what's really going on. If you have some areas of of, of in, um, deficiency, if you're trying to start your business and it's not going, you're trying to get a better job and it's not going, if you are trying to be happy and you can't find happiness, look over to what you are doing in the back in the booth in the corner in the dark. Like if you are obsessed with pornography and you just can't seem to go a day without watching it and you feel obsessed about it and you feel that is not a good way to be, you can be free from whatever you want to be free if you do what's necessary. So as a younger person, if you really want to be free, look at the rest of your life. If you're not a multimillionaire, if you don't have a thriving business, if you don't have the luxurious of cars, and the reason why we serve God isn't for those things. That's a byproduct of those things. The reason why we serve God is because we want to serve him and we want to have a lifestyle that's pleasing to him. We want to be happy and whole, but those other financial blessings, they just come along with it. So that's the type of talk I talk to a younger mm. man because a younger man can understand that a younger woman, it would be something different. But because I'm talking to a younger man, that's how I would. And that's what I assume you are asking me, right? That's exactly what. That's exactly because I, I wanted that young man that's listening to hear that. You know, I want I want that young man that's struggling with it or don't know why, and I I really wanted wanted him him to hear that. And and guess what, Dean? Sitting next to him is, is that young woman. So let, let let let's say something to her. Um, my goodness. What would you say to <laughs> that's her? A, that's a I, I, I know for me that because man. I got a daughter. I know that yeah, I know that men, men is your ministry, but you, 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 you're so deep with it. Give her, give her a little something. Her a little. <laughs> well, that, what I was gonna say is the difference is with with me. That's a, a soft spot with me because I have a daughter. You know, I take my daughter mm-hmm. out on dates, and I tell my baby, "Don't you ever touch that door." I'm going to touch the door for you. You know, I take her out on a date. I dance with her. See, um, a lot of times 
the reason why I've discovered that a lot of women will give themselves to men is because they want to feel what it's like to have the presence of a man. It doesn't always have to be sexual. Some women just want to be held. They just like to be in the company of a man. That's the reason why so many women have so many homosexual female, I mean, homosexual male friends, because they enjoy the presence of a man, but they don't want to be threatened with the, um, the um, characteristics of a traditional male. They just don't want to have sex. They just want to be around a man. So if a woman wants to be free and she's like, oh, I feel like the only way I can keep somebody is if I have sex with them, that's not the person you're going to want to keep anyway. And I promise if you hold on and if you really get into yourself and you really learn yourself and you really grow who you are, I assure you, you're going to get a better quality of man. I saw this meme the other day that said, if a man um, can't touch your body, would he still want to touch your mind? The answer is yes, mm-hmm. but you got to see where you're going to get those men. You can't be going to the strip club in Atlanta, Georgia, looking for a good man. I have female cousins, female friends of mine. They'll go out with a group of their friends to go to the strip club to try to find a good man. He ain't there. And he might not always be at church either. But where he could be is a place like college, a classroom, a coffee shop, in the mall, at the bank. Those type of things is what determines what's a good man or not. Then using those principles of getting to know him and opening up your heart and your mind before you open up your legs. Because what's going to end up happening is you're going to try to keep a man who doesn't want to be kept and you're going to spend the rest of your life trying to chase him. And you got to let him go. And you don't want to create that habit and that cycle. And that's how you can say, oh, I ain't got no kids. And this chick got five baby daddies by five, got five kids by um, five baby daddies. The reason why is because she's still trying to chase something that she never resolved in herself. And so if you are a young woman and you don't want that outcome, because it's easy to say what you won't do until it's right in front of your face. Until you are so in love with this man and he won't give you his time to where you have sex with him and he says, I'm about to come and you clench down so you can get pregnant on purpose because you don't want to be without him. You say that you won't do that now, but you hadn't been forced with that. And that ends up happening when you try to catch the wrong type of man or end up having a man and sticking holes in the condom if you are having sex because you just want to have a child, regardless of who you want to have it with. Or on the other category, you end up choosing to go towards women because you are so hurt by men because you did not stop at an early age, stop the abuse, stop the negative cycle, to now you're in your mid-20s, your early 30s, and now you say, you know what, I don't even want to be with men because they hurt me so bad. The reality is, yes, some hurt you, but the other ones you hurt yourself with because you didn't change your behavior. That's mm-hmm. hard to say, but it's real. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's real, and this is definitely the, the real place to say it. I, I appreciate you just being honest and being candid and being transparent and putting it out there and sharing this information that it may transform people who are listening and struggling with, with what to do and, and, and where to go next. I pray that this segment has been a resource for them and has been helpful uh, for them, and I truly appreciate you uh, being on the show. Thank you so much for being my guest today. I appreciate you. You know that thing? You, you are very welcome. Call anytime you need me. I'm available to you. For the most part, if they ain't got nothing else going on, I would love to be a part of the show. I love it. It's awesome. Uh, isn't it wonderful how you just let the Lord use you, as my grandma used to say. Let the Lord use you to the world. <laughs> <laughs> we 
we are here with, with E. Dean Cole, and as I said earlier in the show, I was so inspired by a video that he posted on his Facebook page. Find him, you guys. He's there, E. Dean, D-E-A-N Cole. He has a Facebook page in here. He posts videos in which they're very enlightening, very motivating, and thought-provoking, one that inspired this show uh, today. So, Dean, thank you for being a guest on the show. I appreciate you. And in closing, before we close, let everyone know where they can find you. Tell them about the, the, the directorship that, that you're doing uh, so they can find you. Go ahead. I'll let you touch that. All right. Well, thank you so much. The best way to get in contact with me is through social media. I, I um, put everything through social media. My business email address is just a way. My business web address is just a way to get in contact with me. But um, if you search me, Edeen Cole, you'll find me either my private page or my public figure page and that's the best way to get in contact with me and i love to get in contact with you send me a friend request i'm accepting everyone send me a snapchat request i'm accepting everyone I, instagram i'm accepting everyone so i just am very grateful for the opportunity and i look forward to connecting with you in the future awesome 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 and and tell me what what can uh well, i'll tell the audience as well what can we look forward to? You said there's some great things coming up in, in, in the men's ministry with, with the church. Let's share that so that we can uh, let yes, well, the men know out there you know, where they can go. Well, things are not 100% finalized yet, um, but they are 95% finalized that we're going to do a quarterly um, – it's like a, a mini men's conference called a summit. Um, the name of it is called Momentum. Every three months we'll be meeting on that. Um, also, <clears throat> we have a fellowship, which is called Full Gospel Fridays, where you can just come and hang out with other like-minded men. Nothing spiritual, just chicken wings, laughing, having a good time at one of the Buffalo Wild Wings um, in Buckhead area and um, other different events that are going on for the singles <clears throat> called Save Socialite. And it's just going to be networking events <clears throat> geared towards the, the issues that we're talking about right now for men as well as women. But we're going to do more than just male bash. A lot of these single events and a lot of these single conferences and a lot of these pastors, even though they're men in church, they male bash. They don't really teach on proper courtship for men and women. They'll just tell the women what to do because it's mostly women in the church and they want that nice big offering, but it's not real true ministry. And it takes two people to make a relationship work, not just one. Whoa. Man, that sounds like, sound like an intro to another show. Dean, you're going to get yourself <laughs> fooled around with me. Yeah, you're going to get yourself in trouble. But you know what? I, I, I like that momentum. I like that. And, and I want to support uh, what you're doing. So keep me posted as well. I want to put that on the calendar, put that on my website. You know, I'm always looking to um, help help others out. And you know what? To be quite honest, every time every time I do a show, every time I'm speaking to someone, um, I, I do it to help others, but I always help myself. It gives me a different perspective of things that I never thought about. And sometimes in interviewing people, I learn things about about me. You know, things that one, one time I had this woman, I was I was talking with her, and she she described a scenario that she experienced, and it helped me bring closure to something I experienced like five, ten years ago. You know, I, oh, wow. I, I, I yeah, it, it, it was a moment that I was like, oh, all you could do is just thank God for the clarity. But she helped me transition from something I, that I was thinking about going through ten years ago. I just had to leave it alone, but I never could really you know, bring closure to us. And that interview with her in, in that moment did that. 
So it's always a blessing. I I believe that when we have conversation, things happen, things change, and it's good for us to have dialogue. So thank you so much for uh, sharing that, sharing your your, your story and your experiences today. What do you you think about men sharing? Because women kind of do that. We have our girl time. We get together. What do you think about men sharing, and how important is it for men to have their bonding time? Well, the thing is, we do. <laughs> you know, some men, we gossip just as much as women do. That's the truth. <laughs> but it's the people who we share with. Um, that is where, you know, we have to be able to find people we can be accountable to that are like-minded. And that goes back to just being real honest, you know. Um, you just have to find some people that are like-minded because, you know, you are who you hang around. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And so you have to desire to want a different circle of friends if you don't desire it, it won't happen. But if you do, you'll get it. Yeah, I, I think that I think that a circle is just really important because you can't grow all by yourself. You do need to talk to people. You do. We do learn from each other. We we are stimulated from each other, either negatively or positively. But you know that that circle is real and and is needed. Yeah. It's very true. Yeah, the people out there struggling right now because they don't have a circle to connect with, and um, so that's definitely men. Men, men seem to struggle with that more more than women. You need so many men now that don't have a circle of friends and don't have anyone to kind of go to. Um, and then the people they do go to really not, don't have good information for them and doesn't, it's not really helpful. So I'm, I'm glad you're, you're on the show. So before we leave again, you'll give your contact information and your email address. All right, the best way to get in contact with me um, my email address where I, everything goes is e period dean cole at gmail dot com. I know I'm about to get spam, but I don't care. <laughs> it's e period dean cole at gmail dot com. That's where my hub for everything social media goes, as well as my business email goes there. I check that more often just by habit, and that's the best way to get in contact with me. All righty, all right, dean. Well, you you've been a great. A great guest. I enjoyed you in, in the cafe today. We had a great conversation this morning as we discussed single Christians dating, uh, not only in, in Atlanta, but just some of the challenges that are out there. So I hope you have been inspired by our show today. I hope you've, you know, you've got something from it. You've got some takeaway tools that you can use in your life as well as share with others. Thank you, E. Dean Cole, for being on the show. Find him on his social media site. Also, don't forget to girl soy, coffee talk with soy. I'm out there. Find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The website, coffeetalkwithsoy.com. Every Saturday right here at 10 a.m., Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show. Check me out. Check me out. Thank you, Ding. Thanks for being on the show, and you have a great weekend. Thank you very much. You too. Awesome. Awesome.